Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this gift of life, this new day that you have given us, the breath in our lungs, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink. We thank you for food on our table, shelter over our heads. And we thank you for this opportunity to be part of your house of prayer. We thank you, Father, for the powerful teaching last night that you open our eyes to curses and to blessings and the truth hidden in them, Lord. You are revealing to us deeper mysteries so that when we gain an understanding of those legalities, we are able to circumvent every plan of the devil to rise above that wickedness. We are able to align ourselves with your prescribed ways that are much higher than our ways, knowing that when we align with those ways, then our hedge of protection, the wall around us is automatically lifted up and there is nothing that Satan can do about it. We thank you, Father, that you teach us to rise above all his ways and his plans, that no matter all the tricks that he tries, it is you who provide the mysteries the revelations that are hidden in your word, that by knowing those, we can rise above. It is only one that is ignorant, that faces that limitation and can be beguiled. So Father, we thank you that you are doing that new thing in our life every single day as we press more and more into digging out those mysteries. You have kept them available for us so that when we pursue, when we dig them up, by your spirit, you open up our understanding, you pour out your wisdom, and you give us that revelation. We thank you, Father. And we thank you that you give us your peace and your joy. And we say this every single day. Because it is when we are walking with that joy, only then can we draw out from the wells of your salvation. Only then can we draw up with that understanding that we approach you when we leave all our challenges behind, when we don't look with those parochial view eyes that limit themselves to only the circumstance that we are trapped in, but we are able to rise above and look beyond. We are able to approach it from a strategic level. And so you call us to be with you in the secret place, to shut the door and leave everything else behind that door so that we can now focus on the light that you make available, on the wisdom that you pour out, and on the transformation that you produce in our lives. When we step into that grace, we are able to rise above the clouds like an eagle. We are able to rise above every storm. We thank you, Father, for that peace and that joy that you give us. And only you can give, no one else can. And what you give, no one can take. And we share the same, Lord, now, the invitation to be with you and to partake in that joy. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also with all those that we're lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, that your kingdom come. We call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. <clears throat> the one who is the lifter and preserver of men. The one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims. Who will meet us above the mercy seat. 
and you desire mercy and not sacrifice. You are ever willing to lift us up every time we fall. You are ever willing to pour out grace every time we repent. All you ask is for us to exercise faith. We thank you, Lord. You are the God of miracles. You are the ancient of days. You are the God of peace, hope and patience. You are a consuming fire. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who came to reveal that God to us and teach us that we might call him Father. Never before that was he called Father. He came to re-establish that relationship that Adam had lost. He is the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. He is our Prince of Peace. That through him we have peace. That every time we have broken the law, it is he who brings restoration. He is the sheep gate. He is the Lord who heals. He is given to us as our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of freedom. For when he steps in and we know that truth, that truth shall set us free. He comes with that objective, that purpose to lift us out of the pit, to heal our backsliding. And he does it by making up his tabernacle, by setting up his tabernacle within our body. He takes up residence within us. So that this body that is prone to sin can now learn to resist, can learn to fight, can learn to stand against all the temptations of the devil having submitted to God, having repented for all former mistakes, can learn to shut that door that earlier granted access to the enemy. We thank you, Father, that you teach our hands to war, you teach our fingers to fight, that you teach us to lift ourselves up, to align ourselves with you, in obedience to your will and your word. And then you say, when you hearken and you listen to that word and you do what it says, then all the blessings that you have covenanted us shall chase and overtake us. We thank you, Father, that you reveal more and more of your ways to us and you are doing that new thing in us every single day. Thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, all our ministries, the intercession ministry, the service reflection ministry, the rosary and divine mercy ministry, the morning encounters and the Friday Bible teaching ministries, our worship ministry as well, Lord, and everyone that stands in the gap to pray as part of this house. This house is a house of prayer. Just as you desired it to be, Father. We offer it up before you. And we cover each one by the precious blood of Jesus along with their families, their near and dear ones. That the blood that speaks better things, that covenant might speak over their lives as well. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. 
We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. And we say it confidently, knowing, Lord, just as you have given us this assurance, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life. And the life is available in your word. To whom shall we go, Lord? Yours are the words of life. And so today we reflect on five reasons why you should read the word of God every day. And if you press into the word, you will find more reasons as well. But these are the five basic and the most common ones. And the first turn, the first thing to remember is just as John chapter 1 points out to us, Jesus himself is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And then he became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That's verse 12. So reading the word every day amounts to you working on your relationship with Jesus. And if you value that relationship, just like you value every other relationship, you will maintain regular contact. And this relationship with him is a key investment if you want answers in your prayer. A lot of these answers that you are looking for, in fact, all of them are hidden in the word. It is only a matter of receiving revelation on that word that applies to your circumstance. And unless and until we press into that word, it could elude. But more importantly, right now on this point, we are focusing on the relationship with Jesus. And the more we press into reading that word, it means the more you are making an effort to know him. And we do not want to reach a stage where he says, I never knew you. In that state then or in that day, there is no point even if we cast out demons, if we, con if we conduct all kinds of miracles. And in the end he said, I never had a relationship with you, so I never knew you. So that is the first and the biggest reason to read the word, knowing who it is. The biggest and most important relationship in our life we will ever have. That decides everything around you. Just like David said, he anoints my head with oil and then my cup runs over. Without him touching your head, the cup which is not directly connected to your head. The cup is essentially all your provisions, everything in your life starts reaching into abundance. And he said, for this purpose I came. But if we don't let him step in, like Revelation 3.20 says, if we leave him standing there knocking at our door, do not open the door to him. He can't come in 
and he can't work his miracles in your life. What are we losing there? And how much are we losing is a question you need to ask yourself. Can I afford to lose that? When you get attacked by the enemy on all sides, what is your defense? If your defense is your physical strength, you don't have much. Number two, the word contains promises and blessings. It contains principles and strategies. It contains prophecies about your life. So instructions about prosperity and your abundance. Strategies to defeat the enemy seeking to keep you in bondage or under a curse. Or to keep you in ignorance. So if you don't read the word, you will never be able to access those mysteries of advantage. And will always remain under in any kind of encounters with Satan. Ignorance is not bliss. It is the name of destruction. God said in, in Hosea 4.6, he said, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Not lack of righteousness or lack of faith. Before those two come, this is first. Knowledge. And that can only come from the word of God. If we end up choosing to seek knowledge outside from the outside of the word of God, then we become like Adam, who chose to look at other sources of knowledge and ended up getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Instead of seeking the tree of life, he sought the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Are we looking at those sources outside of God's provisions? And if you are, then look at that example very clearly. Our fate becomes the same. Kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And you look at Genesis 3.17. That was the punishment he had in his time. What are we attracting on ourselves? Because that knowledge only brings destruction. And we have unfortunately been fed that kind of knowledge all our lives. It is time to seek the truth. There is only one truth. And that is the word of God. So we need to read. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Meaning it sheds light to my feet. So my feet know where to walk. And it is a light unto my path. So it provides direction. So discernment of where to walk. And the direction on which I should walk. The choices I should make in my life. The word. Are we using the word as that discerner? To find what is the next step I should take? Where should I go? Or in the situation that I find myself in right now. What provisions have God made available to me. So that I can take advantage of those. What are those hidden mysteries? Am I pressing hard enough to figure out? Or would I rather face the circumstances 
take a little beating, bear a little loss, and pay the price and then learn. Everything doesn't have to be a paid experience. That is why we have the word, so that it can be preempted. Number three, the word is God's law and his recommended way of life. That's what Joshua 1.8 tells us. You meditate on it, study it, observe to do according to all that is written in it. You keep speaking it, muttering it, and then you shall make your way prosperous and have good success. And if we follow it, then that success comes, not challenges. But still worse, if we break it, then as we saw last night, there are curses as well, there are consequences for it. Now, even if someone is an unbeliever or says, I don't care about God's law, or I don't go to church, so this law is not applicable to me, they couldn't be any further from the truth. It still stands and it will still have its toll on them. It's like whatever country you live in, and whether you regard the president or not, you still have to follow that law and you will still fail, face the consequences of breaking that law or not observing that law of your country. Whether you like it or not, you will be judged for your conduct if it is not in line with the law of the country. The word that doesn't redeem you will still stand as law against you. Now, this is a deep and important one. As long as the word, you are not part of that word and you have not been transformed, we have just reflected yesterday for those that are in Christ and those that are not. If you are in Christ, then that law gets converted into grace. But if the word has not redeemed you, if he has not bought back and atoned for you, and through your faith that you've demonstrated, you will still stand in front of his law and be judged by that law. Now, the choice is ours whether we want to be judged by the law or whether we want to have the opportunity for grace to have a second chance to make amends in our life. Not reading the Bible is not an excuse for exemption of those from those consequences. In John 10 verse 35, Jesus himself said, Scriptures cannot be broken. So whether you know it or not, it is written in stone, it stays. And will still apply to your life, you will still be judged against it. Just like John 3.18 says, those that believe in him shall have eternal life, but those that don't believe stand condemned. We touched on that verse yesterday. Are we being redeemed by the word? Is that a choice we are making? Or are we choosing, ignorantly choosing the other consequence? That would be at our own peril. Or are we choosing to find out what God has kept in store for me that I might live a better life? And how do I harness those resources 
how do I align with the law so that the law in that would have otherwise judged me now becomes my protection. That law becomes my hedge of protection, which Satan stands up there and he says, have you not put that hedge around him? I cannot touch this person. It is the law. Number four, 1 John 5 verse 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And his will is his word. So if you don't read the word, how will you discern what his will for you is or what it isn't? And when you don't know what that is, then what will the outcome of your prayer be? It will only remain as hope. But when you know that this is what is written concerning your circumstance and you pray that word and you point his word to him and say, this is your law and you are not a liar. So if you have written this about me and you have given me this revelation about that scripture for my circumstance, it must answer my situation. Will he not hear you? He cannot go against his word. But are we approaching our prayer in that way? That is why the word is given to you. If you haven't thought of it this way, start thinking. Number five, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. But Romans 10 17 says, That faith which you will use to please God can only come from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith is the hope that you attach to what the Spirit has made real to you in the word. Without that word, there is no faith. That is blind belief or superstition. Are you depending on hearsay and calling it faith? The preacher told me this. My friend told me that I heard someone else say something else about the Bible. And you are basing your prayer on that rather than checking what the word actually says. And is that making sense to me? That word can only work for you when you stand on its revelation. Without the revelation of that word, even the devil won't honor it. So if you must demonstrate faith, it has to be based on the word that you read. And lastly, a note to make reading a daily habit. The word is spirit and it feeds your spirit. Without that spiritual manner, your spirit will starve and won't be able to exercise its true capacity in prayer. So fix a time when you are least likely to be disturbed and likewise fix a place where you will not be disturbed. Commit yourself to it every day. Even if it's only 10 minutes. Commit every day and say, Jesus, I am here. Reveal more of yourself to me. Show me who you are. I want to know you. And if you are consistent enough and serious, he must show up. He cannot ignore. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that grace of consistency in our word reading habits. So that as we apply ourselves to the word, by the spirit of revelation and wisdom, you open our eyes to the truth. You help us see between the lines and you provide your light into our lives so that when that illumination comes, then every darkness from our life must be wiped out. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness and ignorance. We pray for salvations in our families, in our friend circle, that many more be saved and brought into your house, Lord, where they shall have salvation and they shall walk into your kingdom. And we lift up our own personal needs, those of our families and friends as well. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received God. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith. Start speaking. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank
in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from Colossians 2. Verses 6 and 7. As therefore you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so live in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from John 1, verses 1 to 3. Quoted from the NIV where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made, including the answer to your prayer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters. Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections on our divine mercy and Friday Bible teachings. Please share those with friends and family. Invite them to come join us. You can share links to the Telegram and WhatsApp group so they can join either at their convenience. And you can also share links on um, so they can also post their prayer requests on the prayer group and we share messages regularly about every session before they start so that the links are available to them you can also point them to the recordings that are available on spotify and on youtube and then the mercy and the grace the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You. God, bless you. God bless you all.